Also, we're weird people. You ever think about that? What's up, demons? And alcoholics. It's your girls from Drunk and Uncultured. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And welcome to episode nine. Uh, sure. <laughs> I think this is episode nine. If not, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Time's, time's, time doesn't exist. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's still April, so it is still halfway to Halloween. Still halfway to Halloween. And we are still getting spooky. When are we not? When are Yeah. Always. I um, wore a spooky shirt today. You did. My devil's music sing-along for children. I like it a lot. The records are on fire. They are. Um, I'm just wearing black and mustard stained jeans. <laughs> um, hey, it's, it's a black. Sunday, so no judgments here. Yeah, and I always wear black, so it's yeah. Um, so, we didn't script this intro. No, we decided to go <laughs> cold turkey on the intro, and, uh, it's rough. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, so... Before we start this week's spooky episode, we have one sober thought from well, last episode. Do you want to talk about what we did last week? You want us to do sober thoughts first, and then we can go what we did this week? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, one sober thought, and this is absolutely my fault, and I'll take 100% of the blame, and I'll own it. So last episode, um, the sound was really quiet when I was editing, and um, when we started recording this episode, it was also really quiet, because I did like a sound check beforehand and I'm sorry my cat's meowing in the background um don't apologize for Zeppelin <laughs> so um when I was doing that like sound check quick brief um I realized that it was recording off of my headset and not our mic um so all of last episode uh is very quiet because it was recording off that headset um but we figured it out so this episode will be better um, sound wise. Until we I don't fuck know about content wise. Until we fuck it up halfway through. Right. Until I hit the <laughs> mic and it falls down. <laughs> we ruin everything. Um, so sober thoughts, just apologizing for the sound of last episode. Um, please don't give up on us. I've given up on us, but please don't. <laughs> I need support. I, we we need your me. we need your love and support because we're messes. We're just yeah, we're just a couple of hot messes all the time. <laughs> Alright, so now that that's out of the way, um... What'd you do last week? I hung out with you. We recorded last episode last week. Um, just because Stephanie and I are super busy for the next couple weeks, so we are trying Also, to... Stephanie's on vacation a yeah. lot in the next couple weeks. Well, Stephanie's on vacation a lot in the next couple weeks. I'm traveling for, like, three weeks straight for work. I'm traveling again for work this so week. So, we're recording this episode a week early, so just to give you some background, it's April 15th, tax day. So, do your taxes, but by the time you've heard this, it's already too late, so... If you're listening to this now, it's too late. It's too late. You fucked up. IRS is gonna come get you. You're going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So last week, we recorded the Conspiracy Podcast um, on Saturday. Yep. Then Sunday, um, I was editing for most of the day because it was rough because I got really drunk during the podcast and it was kind of hard to edit together because I was really Oh, I already forgot what I did last Sunday. Now I remember. Yeah, and, um, I don't know, like 6 o'clock I met up with you at the new Emporium pop-up. Well, before that, I went to Firkin Fest 
at headquarters with Steve and Aaliyah, and we got hammered. Yeah, you Holy did. shit. Yeah, you, you got to come to that next year. It was like 30 bucks, and we just got wasted. I mean, I would have if we hadn't, if I hadn't needed to edit the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, because I mean, just to give you background information, I'm sure we haven't talked about it. Steph does like a lot of the pre-planning stuff, and I just do the post. Um, so I was editing the podcast. And I also I, bring the beer. Yeah, she brings the beer. She does most of the like planning. She writes the intros, which we didn't do this week. So. No, this but week that's why the intros are so good because Steph writes them. Oh. Um. So you did freaking fast, and then I met up with you at Emporium. Yes. Pop ups, which was so much fun. It was so good. Oh, was I like, spent so much money. I did too. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so bad. I spent so much money. Um, I literally just walked in and like threw my credit card down <laughs> and I was like, everything in the bar, please. <laughs> so, um, this month's theme is, um, let's call it what? The Sorted? Sorted. Sorcery. Something like that. It's, like a, it's essentially their way of getting around calling it a Harry Potter bar. It's, it's a Harry Potter bar. It's a Harry Potter bar. Um... And they have really good drinks right now. I walked in and was like, I love this shit. Oh, um, yeah. It was awesome. Derek came by, like, went as well. And honestly, and uh, I don't want to say this because he's going to feel really bad about it again because he felt really bad Monday. But as the drunkest I've seen Derek, and it was amazing. Oh, I loved it. It was awesome. I loved it. The bar was so great. So, like, they were playing 90s music the whole time. Because Harry Potter takes place in the right. 90s. So they just played 90s rock the whole time. Right. They were like, we were playing music that we think that Harry would listen to. Um, it was so good. We were, like, dancing and singing the whole night, drinking way too much alcohol. Oh, I found the name. It's the Society for Sordid Sorcery. I mean, yeah. That's it's not what Potter. I thought it was called. It's a Harry Potter bar. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter bar. Um, like, Derek was literally like, can we decorate our entire apartment like this? It's like, yes, yes, we can put skulls and, like, bones everywhere. I am down. Well, the know. whole the whole point of them doing this pop-up was for the re-release of the right. Polyjuice Potion beer. Right, which is a collaboration they do with Great Central Brewery. Yes. Uh, is it Great Central? It's Great Central. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was someone else. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a sour. Um, it's really good. It's a plum sour. Yeah. It's Real good. good. Um, I had two of those and then a bunch of their mixed drinks. I had a bunch of their mixed drinks. I got the one, the Liquid Luck. I got where, that one too where like it changes they, color. They, yeah, they put a light underneath it and then like stir it mm-hmm. and mix shit in and it changes colors. Yeah. That one was cool. Oh, I got so goddamn drunk. Derek drank a bunch of their gin drinks which was kind of like a slushy mixed Oh, that gin. was really good too. I had yeah. like three of those. Yeah, I drank way too much. Spent way too much money. It was so worth it. It was, it was so it was much fun. fun. I want to go again, but oh not no, spend it's Central that much money. State, not Great Central. Oh, okay, Central State. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for being so confident. Yeah. The one time I'm actually really confident about something, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then so we didn't really fun. do anything during the week. Like you weren't. No, I was around. traveling all week. I was not doing anything in general because you were texting me how much you missed me. I did that once. And you IM'd me every single day saying, where are you? <laughs> I did that on Friday because I thought you'd be back. <laughs> um, I didn't do anything Friday and Saturday. On Saturday, I, I worked on um, these little, basically dolls, miniatures of me and Derek that I'm putting on our wedding cake. You guys went to a Cubs game. 
Oh yeah, we went to a Cubs game. That was rough. <laughs> it was cold. If it you're, was, it's, it's very cold in Chicago right now. So yesterday, Derek and I went to a Cubs game, and it was 39 degrees and also raining. Yeah. And we actually had like covered seats, but because of how windy it was, like, we were in splash with rain. Yeah. It was so cold, like unbelievably cold. Honestly, the stadium was maybe half full at the most. The Cubs games sell out. Yeah, it was half full, and. After the first inning, I, like, I mean, we left after the first inning. Oh, are you just, serious? Dude, it was so cold. Well, you guys went super early to get free sweatshirts. We did, um, but it was also freezing. Uh, but we got up after the first inning and left, and so did, I want to say, like, three to 4,000 people just left. They were like, oh, fuck this, it's cold. The people in front of us left after the first half of the first inning, and the people next to us were like, I was, we were walking, and I heard them talking, and he was like, oh, I just texted blah, 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 and said, like, we can't do this. It's way too cold. Yeah. And, like, it was really cold. Um, I was really just impressed with, like, Chicagoans' ability to still be amped about Cubs games when it's oh, freezing. Yeah. People were, like, yelling and cheering, and it's, like, 30 degrees out, and it was I was just like, what are you guys doing? I'm, like, bundled together trying to not yeah. move so I can stay warm. Um, but, yeah, it's rough. I We bought those tickets in January thinking it was going to be warm, warm in April. Yeah. It's not. It's not. We've learned our lesson. <laughs> so Friday night, I went for the first time to Second Fridays in Pilsen, mm-hmm. which is like a free art gallery showing, and a lot of the art galleries have free booze. So that's mostly why we went. So, I mean, yeah, when there's free booze, you know you're there. Yeah, but a lot of the galleries were really cool. We ended up actually buying, not art pieces, but some of the store, like some of the stores were like, had we're doing the free booze thing mm-hmm. and we actually bought some stuff and I almost bought this super cool ring but Steve was like you're getting a new phone don't buy yourself a ring right now and I was like good point how much was the ring 40 bucks Steve that's not really like I'm getting an but... iPhone X yeah but it's not really comparable it's $40 that's yeah fine. but I'm poor it's fine um Saturday you had a birthday party Saturday yep Steve and I got lunch at Revolution and I almost cried because it was so cold walking from the car to Revolution. It was so cold on Saturday. And then last night, we had Hannah's birthday party. Mm-hmm. We were supposed Happy to go... Happy birthday, Hannah. Love, love your Hannah. Um, we were supposed to go to the Balmoral Half Acre, but they were so busy and so short-staffed that we're like, let's go next door to Spiteful. And we sat at Spiteful for like five hours. It was so much fun. Cool. Yeah, Spiteful's real good. If you guys have not been... Go. Very good IPAs. And Steve kept drinking this, like, chocolate chili pepper beer they had. That sounds good. It's called Malevolence. And I I didn't know what it was called, but Steve just kept yelling, order me a male violence. <laughs> was he saying it on purpose? Or yes, because he, he wanted me to look like an idiot when I went and ordered it. <laughs> How many times did you say that? Just once. Okay. After that, after I came back. You should have realized that people probably not name a beer male violence. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look at what it was called on the menu. Steve just kept yelling at me to order it. Um, and then we are on Sunday. Um, it's still rainy and shitty out. Still raining. Didn't really do much. I was kind of hailing when I got here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't left the apartment. I walked a little bit earlier. That was about it. Yeah. Was not hailing then. Um, but I didn't do anything. Just cleaned yeah, up. Waited for you to come over. Worked on the miniatures a little bit more. Doing some crafty work. They look so cute. They do look really good. <laughs> um, Derek keeps saying I've managed to capture his hopelessness in his little mini, mini him. 
Um, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have anything? I mean, we're not going to be recording again for another two weeks. Are you doing anything in the next... Next couple weeks. Um, I'm going to Denver this weekend. Denver's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I love Denver. I'm going to park my ass at True Brewing and listen to some satanic music and drink some sour beer for like seven straight hours. It's going to be great. Their beer is incredible. For three straight days, you mean? Yeah. The whole time. Um, No, that brewery is incredible. Um, I really want to go to there. I want to go to there. <laughs> Didn't mean to say that, but it came out that way. Uh, so we're gonna go to True. We're gonna go to Great Divide. Um, I want to go back to Denver Beer Company, and then there's this really cool bar there that's like a taxidermy bar. It's called Forest Room Five, and their patio is like a forest. I remember you mentioning that yes. before. So I'll go in there, and it's gonna be great. That sounds fun. We haven't really figured out a ton of what we're going to do yet. Which is rare for you, I feel like. Well, we've, we know the places we like in Denver. Like, There's a couple restaurants we really like. Um, there's this really cool brunch place called Ophelia's Electric Soapbox. I like that name a lot. They have great bottomless bar- brunch. Ooh, words. Um, that have, sounds good. Ugh, I'm so excited. I love Denver so much. We're going to try some new places this time, though. So one of our coworkers is a big beer guy, and he recommended a couple newer places to me. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go try and check those out. Cool. So, that sounds fun. Yeah. Ugh, I love Denver. Um, this coming weekend, Derek's family's visiting, so we are... Telling them to bundle up for the cold. <laughs> that, and um, like doing stuff around town. I know... Um, you know, honestly, I don't know what we're doing. That's fair. I know we want to take them to Pequod's and Portillo's and, like... Like, the shitty food places that are also delicious. Um, probably, like, a brewery. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to be here super long, so there's, oh, like, yeah. you got to consolidate and, like, kind of do the touristy stuff. So that'll be, yeah. it'll be fun still. Also, uh, before we record next, I'm going to Atlanta for Shaky Knees. That'll be fun. I love Shaky Knees. I'm so excited. This is my first time going. Yeah, you'll have fun. We made friends with the Sweetwater rep right. at Firkenfest, and he gave us his business card and told us that we should take his business card to Sweetwater in Atlanta, and we can get free shit. You should do that. I'm going to do Sweetwater's that. Sweetwater's really fun. Um, you'll have a lot of fun in Atlanta. I lived there for a year and a half. Yeah, I'm excited. It was fun. Um, also, I'm going to cry during the National, and it's not going to be cute. <laughs> You can't see me, but I'm just like rolling my eyes at Stephanie right now. I cry when I get really excited at oh, concerts. You cry for so many shows. I cry at a lot of shows. Um, I don't cry often, but I cry at concerts. <laughs> I'm that girl. Uh, she's the girl that was crying to St. Vincent. <laughs> when we told that story about the girl crying to St. Vincent, yeah. it was actually just Stephanie no. and not a girl. <laughs> um... We aren't really drinking a dedicated beer today. We're just drinking like a we're playing, mashup of like what Steph has yeah, in her fridge. We're playing. Let's clean out Stephanie's refrigerator post Steve's birthday party because my fridge has been full of beer and I haven't been home to drink it. Right. So right now we are currently drinking. We're drinking Plumage from Finch Beer Company. That's in Illinois. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Um, and then we have, what, Lay Tub? We were drinking Lay Tub from Winer. Um, I want to go to Winer real bad. My friends were there yeah. yesterday. Yeah, sometime. 
on we're not yesterday. Busy. Yeah, on yesterday. <laughs> no, we should go because it's down in Bridgeport by Mars. It's like a thirty. Cool. Yeah, walk. we were talking about doing like that south, south side. side. Yeah. Brew tour. We can go hit Jolly Pumpkin, Uber up. I mean, we've literally talked about this. I know. I mean, granted, it was SC's party and we were wrecked, but we've talked about this. I know. <laughs> but I want to do Jolly Pumpkin, get some noms, get that pizza, mm-hmm. Uber to Weiner, go to Weiner, and then walk the 25 minutes to Mars. Right. And then get more drunk food at Mars. Yeah, you're the person that's good. like, oh, it's only five miles away, but we can walk there. <laughs> it's less than a mile. Anyways. Um, and then the next one we have is Revolution. After this? Uh, in the fridge, we've got a Little Crazy from Revolution mm-hmm. and I Jungle like Boogie. Juice, so we can do Beer Mosa. Ooh, we can. And then we've also got Jungle Boogie from Mars. Cool. I think... You brought a little crazy over. I did. That is what I brought over. So I bring in your beer that you brought <laughs> over back here. All right. So you ready to uh, get into this? Yeah. So um, this episode, we are talking all things spooky. Um, haunted. Not, haunted, yeah. Scary. There's not really yeah. a rhyme or reason for anything that we're talking about specifically. We were just talking so, about it. Yeah, we got some cursed things, some haunted things. Some, like, urban legends, some scary stories. Yeah. It'll be um, a good time. Some really interesting, well, one really interesting pop culture. Yeah. Music. Shindig deal. So, let me kick things off. So, like we said earlier, it's April 15th, and for those of you big into weird, conspiracy, spooky shit, like me... Uh, this is known as the most cursed week of the year. So from April 14th to 20th, there has been a historic number of just tragedies that have happened. So there's a lot of shit going on online right now. Like, what's the big tragedy going to be this year? So let me read off a couple of the big ones. There's a lot more if you do some research on it, but I just kind of stuck to, like, bigger ones and ones that I personally found more interesting. So, uh... Let's start with this. So, April 14th, 1846. The Donner and Reed families left Missouri to head to California. And they did this, you know, 1846. So, takes a long fucking time. And they got... So, with an oxen, an ox, and like a little... Basically, Oregon Trail. Basically, Oregon Trail, yeah. And so... So somebody got simil- dysentery. Somebody got eaten by wolves. Well, so what happened <laughs> they is... They some rivers. They were stuck in the mountains, and they ran out of food, and some of the members of their party resorted to cannibalism. What? They didn't hunt those ducks? No, they... Well, they, cannibals. They should have just, like, played Oregon Trail and hunted some ducks, some deer, or whatever. You this is the real Oregon Trail. <laughs> so, of the 87 people that left... Only 48 made it to California. And then on April 14th, 1865, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. On April 15th, 1912, the Titanic sank. On April 15th, 2013, was the Boston Marathon bombings. April 16th, 2007, was the Virginia Tech shooting. April 17th of 2013... There was a plant explosion in Texas resulting in uh, 15 people died and 160 people were injured 
after an ammonium nitrate explosion happened at a fertilizer plant. Um, April 19th, 1993 was the Waco, Texas siege. And for those of you cult fanatics, that's the Branch Davidians. So, Steph and I actually worked at the same company or interned at the same company that has like a location location in in Waco. Waco. And I didn't know about this. So, I would tell, like, I mentioned to Derek, like, oh, we have like a plant in Waco, and that's one of the major plants. He's like, what? Don't go there. That's what everyone said to me, too, because I didn't even know about it until <laughs> I, I went to Waco. I didn't either. And that's when I found out about the whole Branch Davidians deal. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's nothing in Waco except for that. <laughs> Isn't uh, there a university down there? Isn't Texas I'm, A&M down there or I'm, something like that? I don't know. I just I think know. that there's... A, uh, well, no, because, like, my old manager no, would be like... the not only Texas thing A&M. Isn't, it, isn't Baylor down there? I don't really know, but like yeah, my old manager, like the thing that they do on weekends is go to the high school basketball games or high school football games. It might be Baylor. Baylor's a big school. I know there's a college down there. Waco, Texas. Yep, Baylor University is in Waco. That's what it is. All right, dude. So. I'm like looking it up, and it's not even showing that. <laughs> I just searched. I just, searched, Waco, I just searched. Oh, I searched Baylor University. Oh. We're, we're researching on the fly here, guys. It's really interesting because it's like the 22nd most populous city in, well, that's in Texas, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> that number is very low. <laughs> but for background, for those of you that don't know about the Branch Davidians, um, in the Waco siege, four federal agents and six members of the Branch Davidians were killed um, when the ATF uh, attempted to raid a sect outside of Waco. It was a 51-day standoff, and the government led to a final assault um, on the compound, resulting in 76 more deaths. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. That's I'm the British Davidians, the cult. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like that's those are the people that drink the Kool-Aid. No, that's a different cult. I've done my research. Oh. That's a different cult. That's the People's Church. Oh, uh, gotcha. Don't, they drank the Kool-Aid. Don't question me on my <laughs> cult knowledge. I know yeah, all about right. the cults. No, you're right. I just I just read it. Um, Branch Davidians were just like a segment, I believe, that came out of like Mormonism or something gotcha. like that. And then they ended up in Texas and they had a huge standoff in the compound. Gotcha. But the main final siege where everyone died, the most people died, was in April. Um, right. And you have like a few more? Yep. So April 19th, 1995 was the Oklahoma City bombing. So 160 people were killed. Plus, 700 more were injured when domestic terrorists set off a bomb in one of the federal buildings in Oklahoma City. Um, More than 320 buildings nearby also suffered damage. Columbine took place on April 20th, 1999, and on April 20th, 2010 was the Deepwater Horizons, a.k.a. the BP, oil spill. That's a lot. It's a lot. That happens. And that's not even, like, That's not even everything. Like, no, there's more. But, like, the famous ones, right? Yeah, these are some of, like, the bigger ones. Uh, I just mostly wanted to talk about... No, that's pretty cool. The cult. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so the one I'm going to talk about next is about the Mars Volta. Uh, so just background, if you haven't listened to the Mars Volta, please do. They're so good. They're a progressive rock band. They're very good. Um, they're kind of weird, but they're very talented they're very individuals. Good. And, like, the if you listen to it, you're just, like... Can't help but be like, this is fucking, like, they're doing some shit here. They're doing a lot of shit. Uh, so, 
Uh, this is specifically about their album, The Bedlam and the Goliath. Bedlam in Goliath. Um, and I believe this is maybe their third album. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. Probably should have checked that up. Um, but basically, some background information. This is like the spooky. Spoopy. Spoopy. Actually, really spooky. Though. It's actually, no, it's very. It's <laughs> not even spooky. It's scary. Um, but basically, um, Rodrigo Lopez, and that's his last name, um, and he is, I believe, the lead singer, um, or the guitarist and songwriter, uh, gifted a Ouija board to their vocalist, um, and I'm going to say this wrong, but his name is Cedric Bixlar Zavala. Oh boy, um, that's a long name. Yeah, I think I said that wrong, but it's fine. Um, but on a trip to Jer- uh, Jerusalem, he purchased an archaic Ouija-type talking board at a curio shop uh, and gave it to Bixler Zavala. And essentially, they after shows, while they were on tour with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they'd go back to their tour bus and play with it. Um, it's a bad idea. And it was like, Don't do it that. became their post-show ritual. No, it's a bad idea. Why they, would you do that? <laughs> because they're weird dudes and they thought it was fun. Um, I mean, I would do it too, but I know they, it's a bad idea. They named the board the Soothsayer, and it revealed stories, gave names, and made demands. And they were contacted by three different people who appeared in the form of one, who they referred to as Goliath. Uh, and the more they interacted with the Soothsayer, quote-unquote, the more um, things started plaguing the band uh, while recording that album. So Bedlam and, the Goliath, Bedlam and Goliath um, was basically named for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Blake Fleming, their drummer at the time, quit and left the band with financial troubles. Uh, Bixler Zavala, who um, was given the board, uh, wound up needing per- surgery performed on his foot due to the shoes he'd been wearing, and he had to relearn how to walk afterwards. I Audio- didn't know that part of yes. this. Oh my god. Audio tracks started like disappearing um, from the hard drives of the studio. Rodriguez Lopez's... Uh, home studio was flooded and was subject to multiple power outages. And the album's original engineer went through a nervous breakdown, left all, behind all previous work and with no notes as to where anything was. And he quit uh, saying to Rodrigo Rodriguez Lopez, who bought the uh, Ouija board, I'm not going to help you make this record. You're trying to do something very bad with this record. You're trying to make me crazy and you're trying to make people crazy. Uh, and so he was on the brink of starting the record from scratch, but eventually kept on. And then uh, midway through a recording, he broke the Ouija board in half and buried it in an undisclosed location as an attempt to undo the curse um, and then halt any future tragedies. And he swore to never give away the location and asked for them, the band to never speak of it again during the production. And then um, <clears throat> some of the songs... Contained field recordings uh, from Jeru- Jerusalem, and then um, also they um, let me find this because this is actually the like, the really interesting part. So, the singer Bixler Zavala incorporated elements of Santeria into it as like a protective skin Ooh. Um, to like protect against that Ouija board. And it serves as an attempt to artistically reverse their perceived bad luck by, quote-unquote, setting a trap for the listeners to use as a way to undo what the soothsayer brought on them. Ooh, spooky. And then um, vinyl editions of the album contain their own version of a Ouija board inside of the, the opening. Oh, cool. 
Um, but yeah, Derek and like our friend Alex were talking about this one day, and I was like, I didn't know this. This was so spooky, That's so cool. And this is actually the reason that we're doing this episode. Yeah, we, like I read about this and told Stephanie, we're like, this is awesome. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. Um, so yeah, it's very spooky. The Mars Volta, the Bedlam and the Goliath. Uh, very good album. It's a good album. Uh, very spooky. Very spooky. Backstory. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good <laughs> album, though. Um, my next topic oh, yeah. is kind of, um, it's related to haunted objects and whatnot, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's spooky. It's spooky. It's some spooky shit. Yeah. I would definitely... Um, not I, spooky. This is No, this is spooky. spooky. People's lives were affected by this. Right. Um, I want to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. So... They were some paranormal investigators and authors that were associated with a lot of prominent cases of hauntings in the U.S. So I'm just going to kind of read through some of their big ones. And, I mean, a lot of these relate to the stories behind horror movies. Yeah. So, um, Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll. That was possessed by the spirit of a girl named Annabelle Higgins. So that sounds familiar to anyone. That was the basis for the films Annabelle and Annabelle Creation, as well as some inspiration for The Conjuring. They worked with the Perrin family, which they had a house in Harrisville, Rhode Island. And their house was haunted by a witch who cursed the land so that now whoever lives there, like, someone dies. So that was also an inspiration for The Conjuring. Um, they were most well-known for their work in Amityville in New York in 1976. So, George and Kathy Lutz claimed that their house was haunted by a violent, demonic presence, and it was so intense that it eventually drove them to leave their home. That's creepy. It's real creepy. And that's the inspiration for the Amityville Horror. I don't know why you pointed at me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> feel good. I don't know. <laughs> then there was the infield poltergeist. So in the late 1970s, um, the Warrens investigated claims that a family in North, a North London suburb were haunted by poltergeist activity. A number of independent observers dismissed this incident as a hoax carried by attention-hungry children, but the Warrens were convinced this was actually a case of demonic possession. And the last thing, the last big one they did was the, ooh, I'm not going to say this name right. Snedeker? 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 Snedeker. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The Snedeker house was a former funeral home that was infested with demons. And um, that was the inspiration for the haunting in Connecticut. So they were like... Legit. They were legit. They yeah. were more legit than Ghost Adventures. Honestly, and those, like, those are really scary movies. Yeah. So, like, and you and I are big wieners. And, like, oh, we're big wieners. I would not do what they did. Like, I would be like, mm-hmm. fuck this, I'm out. Like, this is scary as hell. I talk about wanting to ghost hunt, and then the minute I'm like, anything happened, I would run <laughs> the other way. The minute, like, your cat knocks something over and you're home alone, you're like, oh shit, there's, it's, my house is haunted. <laughs> At least that's me. No, I did say thing. Um,. So, I wasn't, like, ignoring you. I was trying to read this urban legend. But, uh, so, I want you to talk about that guy real quick. Because what I'm going to talk about next kind of... Oh, the Ghost Adventures guy? Yeah. 
Oh, I just love so Ghost I mostly just wanted to talk about how much I love Ghost Adventures. Because he, like, when he says, what's up, demons? He goes, what's up, demons? It's your boy. <laughs> and then he like, goes in the room, and it's, like, 666 painted on the wall. And he goes, oh, I feel very welcome here. What's his name? I have no idea. I'll let you look it up real quick. I just know he's the Ghost Zach Adventures. Baggins. So, Zach Baggins? Yeah. Baggins, Okay. Bagans? Bagans, Bagans. I'm going to apologize. We're pronouncing all these names wrong. We're just making it, it up. It doesn't matter. Go. Um, so my next topic, uh, it's a little bit longer, but I want to talk about the seven gates of hell. Um, and like, if you look it up, there's a bunch of different things about this. So I'm just kind of like going to not read from a website. I'm just going to like summarize essentially. But the legend out there is that there are seven gates of hell. Um, and different legends have say different things, but... So similarly... They talk about this in the show Supernatural, so all I keep thinking are the seven seals to hell. Jesus Christ, that show's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad, but it's so good. Anyways, there are seven gates to hell, supposedly, like, in the world. Right. And some places, like, some things say, like, there's one on each continent, some say that there are more than one, some some say, like, there are seven gates in just America. Um, But the idea is that if you walk through each seven, each one, in order, at a specific time, like, some say midnight, some say twilight, whatever... Um, you will be transported to hell, or hell will, will, like, open up in front of you, you'll be able to meet the hellhounds. Different stories, like I said, different things. But, I wanted to mention, um, some of the ones that are supposedly in America. Ooh, yeah. So, there's Stull Cemetery, and I believe that's in Kansas. It's one of the supposed gateways to hell. That's the one in Supernatural. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Steph is leaving. <laughs> Um, but there is a claim out there that the devil appears, appears in Stull twice a year, once on Halloween and once on the spring equinox. Um, equinox? Equinox. Equinox, whatever. It's all the same. I don't know that I pronounced it wrong. I know it's pronounced equinox, but I don't think equinox is wrong. Anyways. You said equinox. I know, I don't think equinox is wrong. Oh, I'm saying, it's all the same. Who cares? I also do pronounce we're lots making of words. Up, we're making I pronounce up lots of words we're wrong. We're making up people's names. Who cares? <laughs> I do pronounce a lot of words wrong. Uh, according to Derek, I say the word figures wrong. Since I say figures, and I don't pronounce the years part. Figure? I say, like, you say the word, like, figure? No, I say, it's a figure. That's how I yeah. say it. And he says that's wrong. How does he say it? Figures. No. Well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, he was like, you say, like, a British person. Sorry to any British people. You don't watch this. You don't listen to this in England. Well, you can't watch it, so. <laughs> that's true. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Satan's Hollow in Blue Ash, Ohio. Uh, there's supposedly a shadow man who guards the doorway to the portal. Um, and it's been said that screams can be heard and that a general feeling of evil experience is experienced by anyone who enters. Uh, in 2012, a paranormal filmmaker, whose name I didn't put in here because I'm sure I couldn't pronounce it, cut his <laughs> investigation short due to high levels of bad energy and claimed it was one of the scariest locations he's ever investigated. So how far is that from here and how, how long will it take us to drive there? Ohio? I yeah. don't know. I don't. I don't know where Ohio is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're taking the time out. I need to see how far away this is from here. This is how uncultured we are. That I don't know where Ohio is. Oh, I know. Where, I know Ohio very well. I'm from. Honestly, Southern in my Michigan. defense, I'm from Florida, so I feel like I know where it is in relation to Florida, but I don't know where it is in relation to Illinois. Okay. It is. There's a Walmart there. Oh, it's by Cincinnati, so it's like five hours. Okay. That's really not far. No, it's not. 
Um, the next location is Hallam, Pennsylvania. So the story for this one is that supposedly an insane, insane asylum stood in the land and burned to the ground and allowed the inmates to escape. But it was surrounded by seven gates. Wait, oh, oh an insane, the inmates from the asylum. I yeah. was like, why? What inmates are we talking about? The inmates from the asylum. Got and it. it was surrounded by seven gates that trapped them in the fiery cage where they burned alive. Um, and then another legend is that, like, a doctor uh, erected a huge gate at the entr- entrance of his property, and there are seven gates, like, following that. Um, honestly, like, I read some more about that one. It's honestly, I think it's just this guy didn't want people to come near him. <laughs> so he had built seven gates to get to his Right, place. in Hallam, Pennsylvania, which is not weird at all. I'm being sarcastic. That's super <laughs> fucking weird. It's very weird. Um, and then the last one is the Demon House in Gary, Indiana. It was the site of an alleged demonic possession. So in 2012, um, I believe in 2012, Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures, Ghost Adventures bought the house. Um, but previously, a mom and her children were subject to demonic activity. She claimed to see her daughter levitating and her son walking on the ceiling. And reports from the CPS, uh, so Child Protective Services, partially backed up her claims. How is that something that CPS could back up? I don't up? know. I don't know. That's just what the internet said. Zach Baggins purchased the house and destroyed it to close the supposed portal. Uh, and he claimed he had an encounter with dark energy and that the demons inside of it were real. Uh, so he bulldozed the property and he said he wasn't satisfied with uh, the destruction. So he collected the rubble and locked it in a storage facility so that nobody would ever encounter or like um, interact with that house ever again. So those are seven gates or not actually seven, but supposed gates to hell from that are in the United States. Uh, and Stephanie and I will be visiting all of them one day. <laughs> we're currently, you guys can't see it because we're looking it up right now, we're currently planning our trip to Cincinnati, Ohio so that we can go to Blue Ash, Ohio. Um, I don't ever want to go to Gary, Indiana, so like, let's not do that one. That was real close. I know, but Gary, Indiana. I know, Gary, Indiana's the worst. Scary we'd guy. have to go to Gary, Gary, Indiana as a whole is a hell mouth. So we'd have to go to Gary and then like hit three Floyds and Munster on the way back to make but it work. Honestly, it. let's like not even go to Gary because Gary is scary. Yes, <laughs> Gary is a scary place. It is actually a hell mouth. It's awful. Yeah, it's not great. Um, all right. Um, so ready to talk about some other spooky places? Yeah. All right. You can start. So, my first one on the list is the Masonic Temple in Detroit, which is also called the Jack White... The music venue in there is called the Jack White Theater at the Masonic Temple. Right. Um, Believe it or not, I've never actually been there. So really surprising. Yeah, it surprises me, too, because, like, a lot... Like, I see a lot of bands that I see here are playing also the Masonic Temple. Mm -hmm. So, it's really weird, because I think... Gorillas played the Masonic. I just feel like that's a venue you would have gone. Like you would have gone out of your way to go to. No, because it sounds spooky and probably is spooky. Well, yeah, no, I've uh, never been there, but I'm gonna be there in September. For my friends are getting married in the Jack White Theater, and I'm gonna try and get drunk and do some ghost hunting, and then I'm gonna get scared and run AKA away. You're gonna get possessed and then come to my wedding possessed and like start spitting like. Vomiting, exorcist style? Yeah, vomiting blood, exorcist style. No, uh, I'm going to hear one weird noise and run the other direction. Right. 
Because you know Steve's not going to be with you during that. No, Steve's <laughs> going to be... No, Steve will come with me, mostly to laugh at me, freak out. <laughs> I can just hear Steve in my head being like, Stephanie, Stephanie, it's just the floor creaking. You stepped on a creaky stair. <laughs> Look, I'll it's show you. I'll show you. But and, anyways, so some history on this. This the Masonic Temple is currently the world's largest Masonic Temple. Uh, it was constructed in the 1920s, and they completed construction in like 1926. It was built with more than a thousand rooms and secret passageways. But um, so some contradicting history on the Masonic Temple. People claim that George Mason, who is the man that paid for the construction of the building, um, went bankrupt during the construction period and that his wife left him, causing him to commit suicide by jumping from the roof. Ooh. Not actually true. Oh. Bummer. He actually died at age 92 in 1948 from natural causes. (laughs) Massive bummer. Not nearly as interesting. Not as interesting. (laughs) But security guards have claimed to see... George Mason's apparition going up and down stairs to the roof and um, the temple, according to people that attend shows and are there the temple has various cold spots and doors are reported to open and close suddenly one of the doors leading to the roof has been reported to always swing open just moments after it's locked by a watchman so essentially they go and lock it and the door swings back open. That's boogie. Um, hundreds of ghost hunters travel to Detroit every year to visit the Masonic Temple to hopefully see a ghost. They actually do a lot of really cool, like, spooky events there. So every year they do Theater Bazaar, which is, like, a huge Halloween gala. It's, like, super satanic, and I'm super into it. And <laughs> they do it at the Masonic Temple. Right. So it's even more fitting. Yeah. But, yeah, so the Masonic Temple, super spooky. No one really confirmed. I mean, honestly, like, most of these spooky things are not... Confirmed. Quote-unquote confirmed, yeah. It's just, like, people's stories yeah. and, like, first-hand accounts of things. Like, you can't really prove any of this. But apparently, if hundreds of ghost hunters are coming to Detroit to see the Masonic Temple, it's got to be relatively spooky. Listen, it only matters if you call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I've been waiting to make that joke. Are you kidding me? <laughs> And you gave me shit for making supernatural jokes? God damn it, Lindsay. Um, Your turn. So, mine are not nearly as in-depth as Stephanie's because I am the worst and don't really do research. Well, you did your research on the seven gates to hell. Yeah. And the Mars Volta, because that was really interesting. That was really interesting. Um, So, the first one I'm going to talk about is the Masquerade in Atlanta. The Um, old one. Not the the current one. one. Yeah, not the current one. Um, and I really wanted to talk about this one because I've actually been to the Masquerade. I lived in Atlanta um, when I was in high school for my junior and senior, part of my senior year. So you went to the original? So I went to the original okay. Masquerade, um, mostly for pop punk, like punk shows. Yeah. Um, but Which like, level were you on? I don't remember. Probably, like, let me think about it. Purgatory or, like, okay. probably Purgatory or Hell. Okay. Um, but honestly, like, it just depended on the capacity. Uh, yeah. 
Was it set up the same way before, where, like, heaven is the biggest capacity, hell is the second, and then purgatory is the smallest? I honestly don't know. Let me check it up. Because the way it's set up today is purgatory is the smallest. Purgatory is the smallest. And then hell is a little bit bigger, and then heaven's the largest. I don't know. Honestly, I don't want to look this up, because it's going to take me too long. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But... I want, yeah, I think, it, I think hell was the biggest. Well, okay. no, I think heaven was the biggest, because I remember okay. going upstairs. Okay. Um, but yeah, but the difference is, like, the new, uh, the new masquerade is in, like, different rooms on the same floor. The old masquerade had three floors, and you'd have to go upstairs to get to them. So, like, I want to say I went to Purgatory. Actually, maybe hell and, like, heaven. Not many shows in Purgatory. Um, but before I go on, like, I just want to talk about, like, the well-known acts that I've played there, so... Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, The Gram- Cranberries, Green Day, Radiohead, The Flaming Lips, Blind Melon, Fish, uh, Derek's favorite band, David Matthews. <laughs> 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 Not Derek's favorite band. I just like making fun of him. Um, Food Fighters, Weezer, Queens of the Stone Age, Oasis, Everybody's uh, The Killers, playing. Panic, uh, The Disco. Like, yeah, tons, tons of bands. Um, but background, it was built in 1890 and was known initially as the Dupree... Excelsior Mill, um, and uh, staff have claimed that they sometimes uh, heavy amps are like turned upside down when there's not supposed to be anybody in the building, and like they've closed it up, and like they Spooky. come in the next day, uh, and amps are turned upside down. Um, they hear footsteps. There have been cold spots, and they hear screams from uh, back stairs. There have been unexplained fires. Um, Structural collapses, and then there was an outbreak of tuberculosis that killed several employees. What the fuck? Uh, the unexplained fires and like structural collapses that have happened like while I lived in Atlanta. Like, yeah, uh, I remember like I remember the venue shutting down for some time because it just collapsed. Like the yeah. floor collapsed. Um, there was a show at, in Heaven that like the floor was cracking because people <gasps> were like jumping. Yeah, it was a very old building. Honestly, not safe. They probably, like, should have condemned that building for a long time, but they didn't. Like, it was... If you look at photos of the old masquerade, it's shitty looking. Like, it, yeah. it looks shitty. Um, just, so, yeah. So, it wasn't safe. Like, floors would crack. They'd have to fix them. Um, it caught on fire multiple times. Um, and the most interesting part is that there have been sources that claim that the place was visited by vampires and that a vampire lived on the property. Personally, I think it's because... Like, they had so many metal and, like, hardcore acts that, like, it was just kind of, like, the facade to say, like, oh, a vampire lives here. Also, partially because the Smashing Pumpkins played there, and, you know, the world but is a vampire. The world is a vampire. Uh, not flat. It's a vampire. <laughs> Are you making to make, waiting to make that joke, too? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite meme I've seen recently was uh, Flat Earthers. Oh, the- believe that the earth is flat. Meanwhile, Billy Corgan thinks that's a vampire. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, my next one is actually here in Chicago. So, I want to talk about the Congress Theater in Logan Square. So, it's on... The building's still there. That's it's, a good one, too. It's on Milwaukee Avenue uh, between Western and California. And it's super sketch-looking. Um, it's actually been closed since 2013 because the building's condemned. I did not know that. Yeah, so it looks like it's still like a functional right. theater, but it's been condemned for the last five years. It's 
probably there's talk, so spooky. There's talks that they're going to redo it, but I don't think anything's been confirmed yet. Because it's going to take a lot of money for them to gut the inside. But this this place was actually on Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters. And they confirmed with tangible evidence that there is paranormal activity in this building. Ooh. So, I mean, there's not a ton of history as to why this place is haunted, but the theory is that the mob met in the basement and Uh did all the mob things. So, you know. Did all the mob things. That's where the ghosts came from. Mm -hmm. There's also been reports of apparitions of women and disembodied footsteps. Um, Steve's band actually played the Congress back in the day, so he can confirm it's spooky as hell. Ooh. Like, this is an eerie, uncomfortable space. Right. Because it's... Even, like, they never saw any hauntings that I'm aware of. But it just makes them feel weird. It yeah. makes you feel weird when you're there. Right. Yeah. You That's feel weird. like you're being watched. One of those places. But, yeah. yeah. Super spooky. That's pretty spooky. It's gonna be real weird if they redo it and the ghosts stay. Yeah. I mean, if they redo it, I, I wonder what they would put. Maybe, like, apartments in there? Well, I think the idea is for them to redo the okay. theater. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I would like to go there if they redo it and like go see a show and feel spooky the whole time. Yeah. Um, so my next one is the Drake Hotel, also in Chicago. Uh, it's home to reportedly four ghosts. The first one is the woman in red. She threw herself from the room on opening night of the hotel after she saw her fiancé with another woman. Um, off the the room or the roof? Did I say room? You said room. I meant roof. It, it also says room. Yeah, but I so think it's she supposed... threw herself off the roof. Uh, not the room. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, oh, she jumped from the window. Okay. <laughs> no, she threw herself off the roof. Got it. Um, the parents of Bobby Franks, who was a 15-year-old boy who was beaten to death in the crime of the century, quote-unquote, um, and the woman in black, um, they're very... Uh, Creative with these names. Yeah. <laughs> she was the unidentified perpetrator of Chicago's, um, like, biggest unsolved murder mystery um, in a 19, 1944 shooting of a major named Adele Borden Williams. Um, I looked up Adele Borden Williams, and it's pretty interesting. Like, essentially, uh, she walked into her room, and there was, like, a lady standing there in a black fur coat, and ladies shot her multiple times and finally, like, hit her in the head. Damn. And uh, her daughter was in the room with her, and the daughter ran out, like, the lady that shot her ran out, um, and some people have said, like, they saw her, and they probably could have tripped her, and, like, they could have caught her, but, like, why would they trip just, like, some strange lady? So they, the ghost is... The ghost is supposedly who killed her, but okay. they don't, they don't know who killed Adele. Got it. Um, okay. But they think, like... The woman in black is a ghost that killed her. Got kind it. of similar to American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that was um, that was one of them. And essentially, like, different things have... It's, it's like, creepy because, like, the murder weapon showed up after they checked the entire hotel and it was shattered. Um, Interesting. Adele had, like, $100,000 in her safe... Like, just different things that showed up afterwards, after mm-hmm. they checked, they're like, oh, I guess we missed this, but they didn't really miss it. Yeah. Um, it's been speculated that maybe the daughter who was there in the room while her mom got shot killed her for the money. Interesting. Um, but not proven. Um, 
So the woman in black is the supposed murderer. So this this the the, so these, the murder's never been solved. Never been solved. Yep. Interesting. Um, and these are all these four apparitions are people or like apparitions of people. Okay, so you named three apparitions. Well, the parents. Oh, like both I got parents, it. Okay, dad, got, it, got, it, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, I was like, wait, you named three. I thought you it thought makes... I was talking about Bobby Franks. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. his parents. No. Got it. Okay. Four um, ghosts. So like those are four ghosts that. People have reportedly seen there. All right. Um, my next one is going to be the tonic room in Lincoln Park. So some history here. This location used to be a shop for the occult in 1969. So, you know, voodoo bags, goat hooves, herbs. Hooves? Say hooves. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Equinox, equinox. <laughs> it's all the figures, same. Figures, figures. It's all the same. So there was, like, you know, the whole occult deal. Um, Wait, do you remember who the goat god is from last episode that we couldn't figure out? No. Still don't know. I, but I do know this, the goat god is a thing with the occult. Okay. As I remember, we talked about it for a long time. I still don't remember his name. You do? I still don't. Oh. I was going to say, I don't remember his name. Especially the B, though. That sounds right. You up. could literally have said anything, and I would have been like, that sounds right. I'm going to look it up again. A cult goat god. I called goat god is what it searched. <laughs> uh, but it found the right answer. Baphomet. Baphomet? So, uh, the shop closed sometime. There's not really a date that says when the shop closed. Was the shop called Tonic Room, or is no. that like what it's called currently? That's what it's called today. Okay. So like, this is like a place we can go to today. We literally could uh-huh. probably go there right now. I want to go to there. We could go there right now. Like, it's a music venue. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. It's like a super tiny, itty-bitty thing. Okay. Um, so the Tonic Room was taken over for a new ownership in the late 2000s, and they were renovating the basement. And workers removed this super worn-looking dagger from a window well and found the remains of a pentagram that had been painted on the floor from the times that it was the occult shop. Okay. And then uh, it's been said that right after the dagger was removed, one of the bouncers went to the basement and suddenly felt paralyzed where the pentagram was on the floor. He collapsed to the ground, couldn't move, and couldn't talk. When they took him to the hospital, doctor said there was nothing wrong with him. Ooh. And then... Um, That's be spooky. It's real spooky. And then today, the Tonic Room's owners won't move the dagger from where they found it, except to show it if you ask very nicely. That's what the I feel says. like they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't show it to people. Yeah. No, no just don't move it. Yeah. Just don't move it. That's the idea, idea, like, you can go and, like, see it. I think they have it, like... On display Like, you can go down you, there? You can go down to the basement, but I think they have it, like, blocked off and you can't touch it. That makes sense. Like a pane or right. something where you can't touch it, but you can, like, see it. Yeah, they shouldn't move it. Yeah. Don't move it. Don't move it. Um, note, note to self. Don't, don't move, move it. it. That's not a good idea. Um, so my next one is also in Chicago. It's the Clark Bridge. Um, so was this the Clark Bridge over the river? Yeah. Okay. It's still there. Um, in 1915, there was a horrible tragedy when the SS Eastland, that was carrying more than 2,500 crew and passengers, uh, rolled onto its side and over 800 people died. 
Um, essentially, people crossing the bridge have made claims that bodies can be seen floating in the Chicago River before, like, sinking into the water. We gotta go stand on that car bridge. <laughs> I almost feel like we're too eager to see this stuff, so we're yeah, not we are. going we're to. Yeah, we are. We're not gonna see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, 800 people died right there, and people crossing the bridge see have supposedly seen bodies floating... Almost like the like river in hell yeah. that you cross over, or like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in fairy part of Harry Potter, where yeah. you see bodies, um, which would be cool to see. But I feel like we're probably too eager. We're too eager to see any of this shit. No, you know that. It's like we already believe, so we're yeah. not going to show you any of this. We're not, stuff. Yeah, we don't need to be convinced. Um, what do you have next? All right, so my next one's a big one. Um, it is the Congress Hotel in downtown Chicago. Which is known as the most haunted place in all of Illinois. What was the theater you talked about? The Congress Theater. Okay. Same. I thought you said Congress before, and then I thought you said it again. No. Are you repeating this? Congress Theater, Congress Hotel. Okay. I thought, I was a little confused. I was like, did you repeat it? No. This is like a big one. So, the Congress Hotel is considered the most haunted place in all of Illinois. It was the inspiration for Stephen King's 1408... And that is a scary movie, too. It is a scary movie. Well, I mean, I haven't read I'm the gonna, short story. I'm going to talk about it later. It's okay. a scary movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so I haven't, I have, I've seen the film, right. but I've, I've never the film. read the film actual actual scary story. Too. I haven't either, but the film was scary. Yeah, but. Um, I would like to read the story. Yeah, so the, the inspiration was this hotel. So. I didn't know that. Essentially, the Congress Plaza Hotel has had an unsettling number of rooms which have been permanently closed off to the public due to paranormal activity. Quick question. Is it still open? Like, can you still yeah. go? Oh, you can go stay there. You can get a Groupon for a real good deal. My parents are I trying to stay there. I wonder why you can get a Groupon for a real good deal. Well, Because it's haunted. So, I'll go into more, but the owners have gone so far as to wallpaper off some of the rooms. because they wallpaper off? Like, to, like, co- get rid of the door frame and, like, oh, cover. cover it in wallpaper. So, like, drywall. Essentially, drywall over the drywall rooms. over yeah. the doors. Okay, so only one of the haunt the towers is considered to be haunted. There's okay. two towers, and like not everything is considered haunted. I mean, guys, I listened to this for the first time, so I'm like, ooh, tell me. Yeah. So tell me about this. A history for this place. It has seen a countless number of deaths since its opening in 1893. It was known as the Auditorium Annex. People have reported poltergeist activity, shadow people, sightings of full-bodied apparitions, including those of Al Capone and Teddy Roosevelt. The Congress Hotel was built to hold visitors to the World's Columbian Expo, which took place in 1893. So, I'm going to go through a couple of the ghosts that you, I've heard you could see there. So, apparently you can see Al Capone's ghost in the lobby in the hotel bar. Uh, there's a guy they call Pegleg Johnny that you can see in the restaurant, and his identity is a mystery, and he's reported to be the ghost of a hobo that was murdered behind the hotel, but that's not actually confirmed because the murder that people reference actually took place after the sightings of this Pegleg Johnny character were seen at the hotel. There's a ghost of a six-year-old boy that haunts the 12th floor of what I believe is the North Tower. Not 100% sure. I believe it's the North Tower. So, during World War One and Two, the Congress Plaza Hotel housed immigrants and refugees from war-torn countries. 
a young mother from Prague, or in other reports they've said Poland, was staying at the hotel with her two very young sons waiting for her husband to join them. While awaiting his arrival, her fears of deportation worsened and she eventually had a nervous breakdown and threw her two young sons from the 12th floor window and then also jumped. Jesus Christ. So the younger of the two sons is said to haunt the 12th floor. Okay, that's insane. So Also, then, why would you do that to your children? I don't know. Mental breakdown, right. man. Um, the next big thing I have there is room 441. So this room has been responsible for more calls to the front desk and security than any of the 871 guest rooms. That's so visitors a lot, that's a have, lot of rooms in the it's hotel. It's a huge hotel. Um, too, that's crazy. So visitors claim to have been kicked awake by a shadow woman, have seen objects moving, and just hearing eerie noises. Have so, they not closed that room down yet? They've closed it down. You can't okay. stay there anymore. Okay. I mean, it's permanently locked. Right. But, like, in they the time... Like, they, they haven't, haven't wallpapered pulled. over it. Like, okay. you can still see the room, but it's, um, like, you can't stay there. And then there's just been a ton of suicides reported there. Like, from the time that it's opened, there's been so many suicides that... There's just so many. I'm looking Countless at, at this point? Yeah, it's... Yeah. From any time from, like, the 1920s to... Trying to see if there's a more recent one. No death... Oh, sorry, that's room 441. There's nothing recent. Um, It's probably because they're wallpapering over the creepy rooms. Yeah. Um, The most recent reported activity was that in 2014, a celebrity chef was... uh, Celebrity chef Pete Evans was there, and he left in the middle of the night and said he had to go to another hotel because it was the most uncomfortable experience he's ever had. Oh, my God. So, it's... Nothing has been, like, majorly reported, like, death-wise, I believe, since the 40s is the last suicide. But people still feel, like, creeped out by it. Still see things. Yeah, people have seen... There's been reportings of people seeing things, even... I don't know how recently. The most recent one I can see here was that in 1989, two Marines fled the hotel saying that a black figure came out of the closet and approached their bed. I mean, it's probably just that people aren't really reporting it or they understand that it's haunted. I mean, now a lot of people go there now because it's super haunted. Yeah, like, it's understood. Um, If it's anything like 14... That was creepy. That was so fucking creepy. Oh my god, that... What was that? Did he knock something over? I'm guessing he knocked over your backpack. Oh. Zeppelin. That was perfect timing, but scary as hell. He's um, also scared. Yeah, I know. Oh Jesus my god, Christ. that was scary. That was so good. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so unexpected. Oh, man. Uh, it sounds like if anything, if it's anything like 1408, which 1408's based off of. Yeah. Like, if it's, if there's a violent, quote-unquote, violent spirit living in there, like, they've gotten rid of that. Because, like, in 1408, everybody that went to that room died. Right. And, or killed themselves. Right. Um, because of whatever was going on in that room. So, so there's actually never been a reported death in room 441. Let me just point that out. Like, no one has, that's one of the, like, no one has died there. But that's the room that's gotten the most recognition because so many guests have called the front desk okay. to complain about what they've seen in that room. Gotcha. 
Yeah, but I mean, regardless, it sounds like whatever is in the building-ish, yeah. that's, if there is something that's causing people to commit suicide or people are committing suicide because it's like, this is a famous building, I'm going to commit suicide here. Whatever reasoning. Yeah. Um, it sounds like that's gone. Or at least it's not being reported anymore. Yeah, I think it's, the whatever violence has been, as far as I'm aware, is gone. Has been exercised. Whatever. They burned yeah. all the sage in the world. In the, in yeah, the they just burned a lot of sage. Um, but it's still, like, No, pretty, that's creepy. I kind haunted. of really want to go there now. Yeah. Um, I don't have any more haunted places, do you? Uh, I no, I think that was it. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of wind down the topping. Topic, not the topping. The topping! So, to kind of wind down the topic, um, we were going to talk about our first scary movies that we've ever seen. Ooh, yes. So, for me, I don't remember if it was Scream or if it was, um... I know what you did last summer, or The Exorcist. I don't remember which of those three, but it was one of them. Um, I honestly don't really watch scary movies because it's fucking. I'm a wiener and I'm, I'm so a big scared too. Um, but Scream wasn't super scary, yeah. but I liked it a lot. I do love the Scream movies. Um, I do not like The Exorcist. That is terrifying. Did you see the original? Yeah. Oh, okay. the one with Linda Blair. Yeah. Blair. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? The one with Linda Blair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's terrifying. That one's really scary. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think... I don't think slasher movies are as scary as, like, supernatural movies. No. Um, I'm super into, like, B-level gory horror shit. I don't like gore. My thing is, I'm fine with other people's blood. If it's my own blood, I freak out. I'm fine with I, my own blood. I'm not okay with other people's blood. I also don't do... If it's, like, a surgical type thing, I, like, freak out. Like, I can't look. Like, there's episodes of, like, House. Yes. Like, I'm doing surgery that terrifies me. I don't like, I don't like Saw level of gore. Like, I don't like. Saw's actually kind of, like, like, too mentally scary for me I think The Walking Dead is too much gore for me, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I don't watch The Walking Dead. Um, Yeah. So, like, I don't really, I don't like scary movies if there's a ton of gore. Like, I can't watch because it just grosses me the fuck out. I don't mind my own blood. Yeah. I just don't like other people's. Um... I, yeah, so I don't watch Saw, like, I've really stopped watching scary movies, the most recent one I've watched was It with you. Yeah. I do want to watch, um, A Quiet Place. The Quiet Place? A Quiet Place, yeah. I've heard it's very good, I've heard it's very suspenseful, um, I would pee my pants watching it. See, the thing I like about it a lot, and, like, the thing I don't like about scary movies is that I feel like they use music to really kind of scare you, and, like, sound. Yeah, but you Like, I don't like jump scares. This movie has to be jump scares, though. It's not, though, from what I understand. Like, because... because And I don't know that for sure, because we haven't seen it. But because it's, like, a quiet place, there's not... Like, they do rely on sound to scare yeah. you. But, like, because one of the characters is deaf. Yeah. Like, they... It's more, like, psychological, suspenseful scary than it is jump scares. And I don't like yeah, jump scares. I don't like jump scares. I mean, I don't like being scared. That's my... Other- <laughs> we love spooky things, but we don't like being scared. Yeah, no, we don't like being scared. <laughs> we like sitting at our house reading about spooky things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my first scary movie, so I don't really remember, probably because I blocked it from my memory, because my older brother, like, tormented me, scaring me as a child. Right. So I was afraid of everything until I was, like, a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I'm still extremely claustrophobic. 
Um, also, I'm scared of the dark, but you mostly because I'm super blind. What? Derek is also claustrophobic. Really? Yeah, his brother used to lock him in the uh, doghouse. Yeah. Uh, and he's also afraid of spiders because of that. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of tight spaces. Well, I'm not afraid of tight spaces. I'm afraid of spaces where I can't get out. Right. So, um, that, and I'm also super afraid of the dark, but that's because I'm super night blind. I am extremely afraid of the dark and of cannibals. Back to me being night blind. So, I went, okay, so, I unintentionally went to a haunted house last summer. How do you unintentionally go to it? I didn't know it was a haunted house. Like, was it a Halloween haunted house where, like, they pop so, out of you and it's, like, a production? Or was it, like, no, it was a like haunted, a, haunted, it was, like, like a, a production tour? thing. So, a group of us, when it was me, Caroline Marcus, Kate, and Carolina. Okay. And it was in Naperville. Naperville? Aurora? Really Somewhere know. out there. I think it was Naperville. Um, and it was called, it was, like... Wizard Breakout, and oh, you had a wand. And I knew we're supposed to. I knew be, about this. I thought it was more like Harry Potter, like fun. Yes, that's what I thought it was. Because like the advertisement had like little kids. Yeah. No, they fucking jumped out at you. Oh, see, I saw that, and I thought it was more like Harry Potter. Like that's young what we thought it fun. was fun. We thought it'd be fun. No, I was terrifying. Was also. It was so foggy, and it was so dark. So you couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything. I feel like this is when... So that fucked me up even more. You went to that, like, not too long after you and I met. Yeah, I went last August. I remember you telling me about, like, being blind and terrified, because so So, we were on the same team still. Yeah, so I literally... So Caroline's boyfriend, Marcus, used to work in a haunted house, so he knows what's going on, so he literally had to stand in the front... And, like, called to you what was happening? Well, not even called to me what was happening, but, like, he had to be the first line of sight. Mm-hmm. Because I literally walked in and walked into a wall. And Caroline's <laughs> like, all right, you can hold my back, and I can guide you. Because clearly you can't see. Yeah, I remember you mentioning, like, all of this happening. And, like, I I didn't realize it was the wizard, like, the... It was the wizard breakout. it was yeah. the wizard breakout. Like, I thought it was just, like, a haunted house that you went no. to. No. Why would I go to a haunted house? I don't know. Willingly. That I, I was aware of. Because you like spooky things. Um, so, let's just quickly move on to the... No, no, stay. No, stay. I want to ask you this question. Okay. Because I figured we're not doing his final thoughts because we don't believe in Supernatural. Oh, uh, we were going to have you do final thoughts just so that you could say you don't believe in anything we're talking about. None so, of this shit is real. <laughs> so, let's just quickly move on. Um, we're going to talk about the king of horror for a second. Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk about, like, my favorite Stephen King, not necessarily novel, but, like, Stephen King affiliated thing. Yeah. Um, Rose Red, which is a miniseries that he wrote. Uh, it's fucking terrifying about a house that is alive and kills basically everybody in there. So the um, house itself kills everyone? Yeah. I haven't read this or seen this, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's Isn't like, that what the Amityville Horror was about? No, like, that's about a possessed house. Or so possessed like, demons in a house. The okay. way, what happens is, like, a bunch of people go there to, like, investigate it, and they get trapped in, and the house, like, doesn't necessarily kill them, but forces them to kill themselves, in essence, and, like, some of them get killed by, like, apparitions in the house, 
essentially, like, one of the characters has what, if you get, like, very heavy into Stephen King, um, in, like, the Dark Tower series, it's called The Touch, but okay. it's basically, like, having, um, like, premonitions and, tele- like, telepathic powers. Okay. Um, but they call it The Touch, and so she essentially had The Touch, and went to the house, and, like, the house was, like, rejecting her. Okay. It's fucking terrifying. Ugh. It's, like, a miniseries that, like, I'm, I watched when I was maybe 12 years old on, a, like, a cable channel, and was scared as fuck about it. My mom was watching the whole thing, and she was like, no, you need to watch this right now. Um, watched it again as an adult. I loved it. Uh, Derek, you yes. love Stephen King. What's your favorite? Other than The Dark Tower. Like, scary-wise. It, it is super scary. It is super it, terrifying. Yeah, it it the novel slash the movie is terrifying. Uh, <clears throat> Needful Things is really good. What's that one? I haven't heard of it. Uh, it's it's about a uh, like a store, kind of like a little, almost like a, I mean I don't want to say pawn shop, but it's like a consignment type store where instead of people going in and buying things, they owe the proprietor favors and it's essentially like the devil mm-hmm. and the devil mm-hmm. calls in. So the band of black. Yeah. Well I mean I don't know I don't know possibly. Or Walter. Uh Tommy Knockers. Or no, I'm sorry, Thinner. Thinner. Thinner is pretty good. The problem with Stephen King, my main gripe with Stephen King is the fact that every single one of his stories has like a lot of real sexual, detailed sexual encounters and it just it gets old after a while. Well, like the whole the whole reason why thinner exists is because a dude was driving down the street and his wife was blowing him while he was driving and he hit and killed uh, this elderly woman and then they put a curse on him where he would constantly lose weight and he becomes thinner until he basically just like wastes away. I mean that's really interesting though. Last topic: most recent scary movies. Yes. So the most recent scary movie that I saw. And y'all are going to laugh at me because it's real sad that I'm just seeing it a couple weeks ago. I finally saw Get Out. I think it's just really funny because during the Oscars, you were like, oh, Get Out should have won so much more. And you ha- and I didn't realize that you hadn't seen no, it I until later seen it. on. And I was like, you ha- when you mentioned that you hadn't seen it, I was like, you were talking about the Oscars and how they should have won so many Oscars. You haven't even seen it. No, I just think everyone involved in that should have won a lot of Oscars. And um, after seeing it... My opinion still stands. No, Get Out was a very good movie. It's fucking. Steve loved rough. watching it with me because I was kind of drunk when we watched it. Were you yelling at the screen? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Mostly, I was yelling about murdering people. Mm-hmm. I think this most recent scary movie I saw was It with you over the summer. Yeah, just because I saw Get Out previously. Yeah, and I'm not a big scary movie person. Um, I, there, are, there are definitely scary movies I want to see, but like and. They're on my list to see, but I I'm a big wiener. Not scary so, movies yeah. over them, like cause, yeah, I'm a big wiener. I don't want to actually watch scary movies. I'd rather just read about read about them on Wikipedia. So, what are your thoughts on seeing a quiet place in theaters versus at home? I would see a quiet place at the Vic. Oh yeah, no, I would go see it at the Vic. I would go see it at the Vic. I don't know that I would pay like. And I do want to see it, but I just don't know that I would pay, like, $15 or yeah. whatever it costs to go see it. I would go see it at the bank or I'd see it at home. I do want to see it, though. All right. So, I think that um, pretty much We've wrapped it wraps up. up. Yeah. Yeah. 
We've gone down the drunken black hole. We have. We've talked about a lot and things that we were not planning on talking about uh, as far as scary movies and like things that we're afraid of. Um, So I think that wraps up this episode. Um, Good luck to Sober Lindsay editing this. Yeah, good luck, dude. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for Derek's final thoughts where he's probably going to tell you that he doesn't believe in ghosts. And he thinks everything we said is just bullshit. Yeah, and he thinks we're stupid. Because we believe in this stuff. Um, And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Open yourself up for those demons. Celebrate Halloween all year long. Like we do. Keep hailing Satan. Keep listening to the devil's music sing-along. Yeah. Just all of it. All of it. Go look for those uh, seven gates of hell. We will. We will. Yeah. We'll keep you updated on our adventures. adventures. That we're not going to dig because we're too, we're wieners. We're wieners. Um, but and yeah. remember, it's okay to be a wiener. It's it still okay. like spooky things. It is. Yeah. We're fine. You're fine. Stay tuned <laughs> to hear Derek talk about how stupid we are, though, because he really will. I just want to uh, clarify something, which I think Lindsay already clarified, but Dave Matthews is not my favorite band by any means. Uh, also, I, I I think it's hilarious that they believe in ghosts, which uh, I clearly do not. I think that if ghosts were uh, actually real, I feel like there'd be some sort of evidence that would have been found by now that would suggest that they're actually real. Uh, and all these like ghost hunter things, they're not finding anything. And all those pictures with like apparitions on them, those are like lens effects and like dust on the lens and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just not really into it. I also don't think it would be cool if ghosts were real, which Lindsay apparently feels that way. I think the scariest movie I'd ever seen at the time was when Event Horizon came out. Uh, where the ship goes to hell and brings, like, hell back with it. That was insanely scary. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know if it holds up, but I know that for a long time after that, that was probably the scariest movie I'd ever seen. Uh, And then the first Blair Witch Project when it came out was incredibly scary. Yeah, probably the scariest thing I'd ever experienced was uh, when I was about six or seven, my elementary school class went to some cave in the middle of Tennessee uh, for a field trip over a weekend and we actually camped out in the cave and it was this massive, massive chamber with a, it was like a projector screen set up on the far end where they were like showing movies and stuff and uh, we were all just sort of lined up along the wall in sleeping bags and at one point I remember waking up um, in the middle of the night and the the screen was still being illuminated And uh, at the foot of my sleeping bag, I could see this silhouette of, like, this, I don't know. It was like a creature or a person or something. Like, it looked like it was crawling up towards the foot of my sleeping bag. And I couldn't do anything about it. Like, I'm pretty sure it was probably sleep paralysis. And I know a lot of people tend to see stuff like that during sleep paralysis. But, of course, you know, seven years old, I didn't know what the hell that was. And it scared the shit out of me. Uh, But as any kid... uh, as any kid does, I just closed my eyes and it went away. So 
I was all right. <laughs> and that being said, I still don't think it was actually a ghost or something at the foot of my sleeping bag because that would be silly. And then one other time when I was... God, I guess I was probably about 19. So I was living at home by myself, and I was in, in my bedroom asleep, and I heard... Uh, I heard like a female voice whisper my name at some point, and that was pretty that was pretty freaky. But again, I was asleep, so it probably just was my imagination, or I was dreaming. Um, the uh, when I was in high school, uh, I had come home from from practicing with the band, and it was it was probably about ten thirty or 11, I think I've told you this story. It was about ten thirty or eleven thirty at night, and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I came home and like you know people were like I guess everybody was asleep in their respective beds and I went to bed and uh, passed out like on top of the sheets and I put on uh, Smashing Pumpkins Pisces Iscariot to listen to as I was going to sleep and uh, I guess a couple of hours later um, or it may, may not have even been a couple of hours it was it was Shortly after I started to, like, actually go to sleep, uh, <coughs> my bedroom door opened, and I was, I was like, just conscious enough to, like, know that it had opened, and uh, I just assumed it was, like, maybe my mom coming in and checking on me, maybe I'd woken her up or whatever, and she was just checking to make sure I was all right. <clears throat> so I didn't, like, open my eyes or anything, and then um, uh, whoever it was who opened the door actually came into the bedroom and uh, walked over to my bed, and again, I just thought it was probably my mom or somebody checking on me, so I didn't really, you know, look or do anything or say anything, and then uh, the person sat down on the bed next to me and then laid down, and uh, that I thought was a little bit weird, but uh, my brother had recently moved back home uh, from California, and uh, I assumed that maybe he had just gone out and uh, maybe drank and thought this was still his bedroom because I had moved into his room when he moved out. And then, uh, so I was just like, oh, you know, fuck it. Rolled over on my side and just tried to go back to sleep. And then uh, a few minutes later, uh, like an elbow, like, jabbed me in the back. So, I, like, I rolled over <clears throat> to basically tell my brother to fuck off. And then I saw this person laying in bed who I'd never seen before. And, uh, so I just stared at him for a minute. It was just like crazy hair, like I couldn't see a face, but I knew it wasn't my brother because he had short hair. And so uh, the most fucked up part about all this is like there was this, there, the last song on Pisces Iscariot is called, um, I think it's called Spaced. And it's just this weird, like really weird echoey song. And that was playing the whole time this was happening. So it made it even more fucked up. <clears throat> so I rolled over and, and like slowly got out of bed uh, because the person was like just laying there, but I, I, it looked like he was probably asleep. So I got out of bed without waking him up and uh, slowly crept out of my room and walked through the den towards my parents' room. And I noticed when I went into the den that our back door was wide open. So whoever that was had just come into our house through the back door and left it open. And so I walked into my parents' room and woke my dad up and I also noticed my mom wasn't in there, so, like, mom wasn't even there, so I was kind of freaking out about that. But, uh, woke my dad up, told him someone was in my room, 
And then so he walked into the bedroom, and I followed him in, and he walked in and turned on the light and then just looked at me like I was insane. And he was like, there's nobody in here. And then so he walked, he, like, took off to the house to go, like, wake my brother up to, you know, see what was going on. And I walked into my room and then saw feet sticking out from underneath my bed. And then so at that point my dad had woken up my brother, and we all three walked in there, like, trying to, you know, seem intimidating and, and, you know, badass. And my dad just goes, hey, man, get up. And then you could just see the feet, like, obviously the person was startled, so the feet, like, like kicked up, and, he, like, his shins hit the bottom of the footboard of my bed, and uh, you just heard, like, oh, shit, from under the bed. And then, uh, you know, Dad was like, come out from there and then this dude crawls out from under my bed and it turns out it was one of my brother's friends uh from years ago who hadn't been over to our house in probably like seven or eight years and he had gotten like really drunk and had a car accident on the way home and uh, he actually lived in a different town and we were the only people in town he knew so he walked all the way like several miles in the middle of the night to our house and of course the last time he was there my room was my brother's room, so he thought it was he thought it was my brother's room, so he was just gonna pass out. And uh yeah, so my brother gave him a ride home and I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh in retrospect that's probably the scariest thing that ever happened to me. sobered back up we want to thank you for listening to drunk and uncultured you can keep in touch with us and follow all of our shenanigans and updates on social media because you know we have all the socials we're drunk and uncultured podcast on facebook we're on twitter at drunk uncultured we're on instagram at drunk and uncultured and you can email us at drunk uncultured at gmail.com our website is drunk and uncultured podcast.com and check out our spotify playlist to see what we're listening to each episode just search for drunk and uncultured music on spotify you can find Stephanie at underscore Stephen Color. And Lindsay is online at Lindsay Sold Out. If you like the show, please go to iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service to subscribe to the show, rate us, and leave us a review. Tell your friends to check us out and let us know if you have any recommendations for topics for us to cover in the future. See you next episode.